Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Monday, November 9th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The Chiefs improved 8-1 with Sunday's victory over the Carolina Panthers, but it wasn't easy. The Chiefs had to sweat out a last-play field goal attempt by the Panthers and won the game despite having the ball for only 22 minutes of possession time. Patrick Mahomes was terrific again with four touchdown passes, including career scoring pass number 100. Sunday was his 40th game, and he's the fastest to reach that milestone. Today's podcast originated as a sports beat live after the game. Sam McDowell, Sam Mellinger, Bahir Gorian, and Herbie Teope got together to break down the victory. Now we're presenting it as a podcast. Hope you enjoy. Hey, welcome to Sports Beat Live, the Kansas City Stars Chiefs post-game show. We're going to talk about the 33-31 to 31 victory over the Carolina Panthers at Arrowhead Stadium today. And we're going to do it with you. Uh, what's your questions and comments? We'll get to as many of them as we can. And we're going to do it with the, with the folks who cover the team. Uh, we're going to uh, – the ones that are in the studio right now, Sam McDowell is here, and so is Sam Mellinger. What's up, guys? How are we doing? Good. Better now. I know I can hear you. That's always good. Uh, later on, Vahe Gregorian and Herbie Teope are going to join us. The game went a little late today, so that's um, that's why we're an incomplete panel at the moment. But all right, but let's uh, let's start by saying that I don't know what I expected from this game, but I guess one scene that I did not anticipate was a Chiefs sideline jumping for joy when the clock hit zero 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 because a Panthers kicker missed a 67-yard field goal attempt at the end. So um, I'll, I'll put that out there. Sam Mellinger, what, what happened today? Why was this game so close? Um, I thought in the first half that Mahomes missed on a couple passes in particular that he usually hits on. That, that was the difference at one point, you know, of settling for a field goal, um, maybe two field goals early. And then I also thought that the Panthers just went I'm not going to use the term that's in my head right now, but they they, they really went for it. <laughs> um, yeah. th- this was sort of their version of the Raiders, like sort of the, the kitchen sink and just everything, everything, everything. Third downs, fourth downs, um, you know, that, that fake punt, the surprise on sides. Um, all that stuff gives you a little bit of a chance when you can make plays. And they had some guys like uh, Samuel McCaffrey, both those guys um, and, and, and more are making some crazy plays downfield. Um, I, I looked at this, I, I don't know if I, I came into it like sort of jaded just because of what I already think the Chiefs are, but I looked at this as the Chiefs not playing their absolute best. I don't think they played badly, but it wasn't their best. But they took the other team's absolute best, and they were good enough that the, the, the Panthers did not have the ball with a chance to take the lead uh, for most of the second half until that last drive that ended with a – was that a 68 yard field goal attempt would have been the longest in league history, something like that. So um, I, I just, I, I continue to be impressed by the chief's ability to take on an opponent's best and, and, and deal with it. Well, I think we can. Yeah. Look, I I think we can agree when we saw that the, the, this was the, the Jets Panthers double on the schedule that, you know, a few weeks ago, we just thought these would be a couple of walkover type games. And certainly the Jets, uh, turned out to be that way. The Panthers have a better record. I was really impressed with the Carolina Panthers today, and we'll get into that as well. And, and Matt Rule, the um, the old Baylor coach, doing what he did, the decisions that he made. But I want to 
Herbie's joined us. Hey, Herbie, how you doing? What's going on, fellas? Good to see you. Hey, Sam McDowell, so you weigh in too. What, what, um, just give us a sort of a overall impression of today. Well, I, I think the main question is, was this more Panthers really good today, or was this the Chiefs not as good as they usually are? I think it's a little bit of a combination of both, but I swing the pendulum more to the Panthers because, like like Sam said, they threw everything at the Chiefs that they had in their playbook today. They, they had the surprise onside. They went for it on fourth down plays. I mean, on one of the fourth and 14 that they probably don't get it, it ends the game. Teddy Bridgewater like practically flies in the air with a little bit of a boost from Ben Neiman to get the first down on it. Christian McCaffrey was terrific. I'm not going to go too deep into that because I know Herbie's going to talk about that for 25 minutes. But it, it says something also that the Panthers felt like this was the game worth doing that. And I recognize that they're three and five, and so it's an important game playoff-wise for them. But that's a team that plays a lot of division games. They were tight in a game with the Saints a couple of weeks ago. You would have thought that was an opportunity. I just think with the new coaching staff, a lot of you know, new quarterback, new faces on that new look of that franchise, they decided that if you can go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs, it would do wonders for your football team. And so you've got teams now coming into Kansas City that have decided this is the game that they feel like could be their biggest game of the season. I thought the the, the great decision making by Matt Rule started. Well, for, first of all, let's let's qualify this. They're great decisions because they worked. Um, you know, they probably he probably got more than his fair share of successful uh, finishes on these risk reward equations. But just when they, they they won the coin toss and took the ball, so that's how confident he was that uh, you know that, that the Panthers could do something. And what do they do? They march, you know, 75 yards, 15 plays in nine minutes. And I, I think to at least set the tone for the first half. So, Herbie, um, general impression on today, and were you as impressed with the Panthers as I was? Absolutely. And, you know, it goes back to our show on Thursday when you specifically asked me about the Panthers and what I thought about them. They are a completely different team with Christian McCaffrey. There's just no other way to say it. And then here we go. I, know, I see McDowell over there. <laughs> and, and I was trying to hold it back. in. I was trying to hold it in for you, buddy. From my time down covering the NFC South, I got to look at Christian McCaffrey a lot. And oh, it's a, it's a double feature. He's a special running back. And here's the other thing about that, too. That's a tailor-made offense for Teddy Bridgewater, who spent time with offensive coordinator Joe Brady with the New Orleans Saints. So, you know, when, I, when, when all that comes together and, you know, you talk about that first drive and all the questions that we had, whether McCaffrey was healthy, were effectively answered on that first drive. 15 plays, six touches went to McCaffrey. And of all people to leave uh, uncovered, why in the world would you leave McCaffrey uncovered? That's like leaving LeBron James uncovered in the lane. You just don't do that. But, hey, the Chiefs took their best shot. And that's the thing that's impressive to me. They took their best shot, and they came out and won. And that that's that's a sign of a very good team. Today was the first time I'd seen Christian McCaffrey play in person. He wasn't on the team the last time the Chiefs played the, the Panthers, and I I just I, I was I, I marveled at his toughness. And in the second half, when they had to continue to to move the change, you had Chiefs defenders bouncing off of him, you know, him running over guys and 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 not they, they just weren't able to tackle the guy. And I, I was I was really impressed as Vahe Gregorian joins us. Hello, Vahe. Hi, Blair. I'm about 
50 yards away from you, uh, and I'm hearing a lot of really loud noises here. Uh, I don't know if you're having those in your soundproof area, but um, that's all. I just want to say that. That's it. Okay. That's all I got. That's, that's my intro. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was, that was good information. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> um, hey, so let me, let me see if, uh, if this makes any sense. You know, first time I saw McCaffrey in person, obviously Herbie has seen him play before. Um, so the Carolina Panthers are a team that the Chiefs don't play. They, they, you know, they watch film of them just like they do every opponent. It's a team that came in with a three and five record, not a contender, not a team that's, you know, that's ever broadcast to 85% of the nation. Uh, first year coach, really not going anywhere this year. Is, is this the type of team that maybe, you know, when the Chiefs get ready to play the Ravens, I don't worry about the Chiefs being up for that game. And their next game in two weeks is going to be against the, the Vegas Raiders at, at the new stadium. I'm not worried about the Chiefs getting ready for that game as well. And when they go play at Tampa Bay and at New Orleans, and when they play Tua again in the Dolphins, I, I just think, boy, there's something there to, to look at and to understand and, and, and be ready emotionally for. And I just wonder if that was not the case today. I don't think it was the case at all. I mean, they certainly knew their opponent. They, they knew what that opponent was capable of doing, especially when you've got that star-type player in McCaffrey. I think that, that applied more so to last week against the Jets where, you know, I was worried that was a game, you know, they came out flat. It would have been totally understandable, but it was just a matter of the Panthers executing the Panthers taking the ball first. Hey, we want the ball and we're going to score, you know, and then they did it. That, that, that set the tone for them. And then they jumped out to that 14 to six lead. You know, the chiefs over the past couple of weeks have excelled in keeping teams out of the end zone and holding them to field goals. And the Panthers were doing that to the chiefs which is why this win to me was so impressive because they were able to flip it back around after the Panthers kind of stymied them. All right, before we get into Patrick Mahomes and what went right for the Chiefs today, I, I wanted to get you guys' opinion on the Chiefs' last offensive possession. You know, they recovered the, recovered the onside kick after, the, after Carolina makes it a two-point game, so they get the ball in, in, um, in Panthers' territory. Run goes nowhere. Mahomes gets sacked, a screen pass to Darrell Williams for three yards. Tommy Townsend does have a nice punt, right? His only punt of the game lands at the nine. But you know what? The, the, the Panthers have almost two minutes to go, um, and I, I think a team with a, maybe a better quarterback can make a little more hay than, than Carolina did. But they did get into um, – they, they, you know, they got close enough to at least attempt a field goal – Let's let's uh, break down that Chiefs possession and what uh, what can we say about that? I, well, I, I personally would I I, th I thought they should have tried to score. They should have at least tried to get first downs. I mean, they had scored on their their previous three drives went for touchdowns. The one before that was the missed field goal. So really, they should have had four consecutive scoring drives. And I'm not saying I would always go for it in that situation, but. The, I thought that the circumstances dictated they should. Like I said, based on the track record, and obviously the quarterback goes into it, right? I mean, that's that's part of the equation when you're doing the math. But we knew that the Panthers' kicker had a big leg. Heck, he kicked a one ball ten rows into the stands on a kickoff at one point. I, I I didn't think the Panthers would have to get that many yards to make it interesting. And they just had the best possible punt they had. And they were still almost in trouble in the last play of the game. I just. The first down play, I don't mind. The second down play is the one I wasn't crazy about. Your quarterback was just on absolute fire today, and I, I, I thought I'd put the ball in his hands rather than my defense's hands. 
Blair, Lady Luck was on the Chiefs' defense side, though. Sorry, Melly. Lady Luck was on the Chiefs' side there late in the game because I don't know if you guys noticed it from watching it on TV. Christian McCaffrey was out on the sidelines, like the first couple of plays, and then he got dinged up. So he missed a good chunk of that drive. By the time that the Panthers crossed midfield, they didn't have that much time left, and that's when McCaffrey re-entered the game, and it was just too late then. Yeah, but my my look on that the Chiefs' last drive is a little bit similar to what Sam just said, but um, I know you, you just said you didn't mind the first and 10 run. Um, I hated that. Um, I, I just thought that they hadn't been I, – I get why you do it, you know, make them burn the timeout and hopefully you get some yards, whatever, but um, I, I just feel like – it's so unique to have this quarterback with these players around him and, and you've been attacking and it's been working. Your strengths are your strengths. Like if, if, if I'm going to win or lose based on how Patrick Mahomes performs with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and, and on and on and on, um, I take my chances there. And I think just a, a handoff to Le'Veon Bell is probably what the Panthers want you to do there. It is interesting. It is to think about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, the reason the first down play I didn't necessarily mind is I think you have to run the clock at least once at some point during the drive. You can't – and if you throw an incompletion on first down, now you're kind of stuck having to throw the ball again on second down. Then you're stuck kind of having to throw the ball again on third down. And so I, I would put the ball in my quarterback quarterback's hands at least twice. But if you gain five yards on first down, now possibly you can – play the, the, the clock game and actually try and run out the clock if it's second short, third and short. I, and I was just going to say, I mean, it really is interesting. You guys said this in one form or another, but how the whole reason they are the Chiefs and they are who they are and they've succeeded the way they have is what they did in the first 58 minutes. And then you just sort of put that on the shelf and say, this is the nitty gritty. We got to win now, so let's do it differently. I mean, I again, I understand the elements are different and, it, you know, you can make cases either way, but but I do like the idea of winning, winning with who your personality is, right? With what, with what you do. You know, um, there's there's a lot of merit to the idea that you know you're able, you're you can run successfully when everybody knows you're you're going to run. The Chiefs aren't that team, you know. <laughs> Just they are not. There are teams that are that can do that. The Chiefs can't do that. Or at least they can't run in the way that uh, you know the, in the plays that that plays that were called especially the first down play. And it, to me, it, it harkened back to the, you know, the fourth down call against the Jets two week, uh, a week ago. Right. And they had to, they tried to yeah. pick up the first down there. So they just can't, you know, they, they just can't move people up front. And so you have to play to your strength and it's, it's not what the chiefs did there. So um, almost came back to bite. Hey, who was the, um, who was the guy who ended up breaking up, Teddy Bridgewater's last pass attempt because that ended up being a hell of a play. Armani Watts. Was it Watts? I mean, that was, I, I thought that was a, a nice call by Carolina. I think it would have worked if it was completed. It, it would have gone out of bounds yeah. with another five, with maybe five or six yards. Um, and with one second to go, I, I thought that was a great call by, by Carolina and a heck of a play by, if it was Armani Watts, that's a heck of a play by him. Yeah, mo most defenders are expecting a Hail Mary, I think, there. I thought they were throwing a Hail Mary on that play with only five seconds on the clock. So more than anything, it was just a mentally aware play to, to realize the fact that they weren't going deep on that play. Okay. All right, Vahe, I know that you uh, you dove into uh, the, the Patrick Mahomes – 
connection with with Kelsey, with Kelsey and Hill, or just Kelsey? Just where, where did you go today with your college? Really, just Kelsey. It could have been with a little more time. I guess could have explored. I think a little mm-hmm. more of the whole the whole Kelsey Hill thing. But um, nature of the situation is we kind of have to pick our story concepts uh, uh, with a little running jump. And I thought there was enough to say about Kelsey. You know, on a day like this, we get. Um, even though Hill had a very productive day, right? They had 18 targets and they were out of sync a little bit. Patrick overthrew him the one time. Tyreek took the blame after the game. And, you know, it's it's hard to know exactly what happened there. And then then there was no running game. The defense was kind of wobbly. And and yet it seems to me that you got one thing you can really always count on now, and that is some kind of dynamic uh moment or two or five or ten with Kelsey that, you know. It may not be the touchdown that wins the game, but it's the it's the the mortar of it all, right? It gets you there. And I thought that forty four yard pass to Kelsey was as, as big a play as there was in the game. Just to it was third and seven. The Chiefs were about to go three and out. Carolina had been you know hogging the clock. Um, I, I don't know that that the Chiefs lose the game if they don't make that play. But they need at some point they needed a play that changed that flipped the field and changed something. And I, I thought that play was it. Tell you what, he, he he is as much as he's ever been a mismatch. He is just impossible to defend. I mean, it, it's just impossible. And the routes he runs are are really good. And he, except for that one fumble, was it in Buffalo that he lost the fumble that the uh, yeah. enemy got into it a little bit? Um, you know, I, I thought if anybody deserved a touchdown reception, <laughs> it was Kelsey. And of course, he he didn't get one, but. Um, uh, but he, he could have had one on the 28-yarder to, to Tyreek Hill. Kelsey was right behind him, and he was open too. So um, could, could have had a touchdown reception. Anyway, I thought Kelsey had a good game. And then I heard Patrick Mahomes say something today that I guess I, I hadn't heard him say and didn't realize that until he got to the Chiefs, Mahomes had never played with a tight end. Yeah. How interesting was, was that? You know? Yeah, that, that was that was really interesting. And he just kind of blurted it out, you know. Because I think I, I might have been my question. I can't remember, but I, I think he misunderstood my question, but answered it better than the question deserved. Um, it was something along the lines of asking if he's come to take uh, Travis for granted. And he, he immediately said, I never take that for granted. I never even had a tight end before. <laughs> yeah. So Adam so, Cook, his uh, awesome uh, high school coach, played at Texas Tech. Um, I don't think extensively, but – um, he, he was there at Texas Tech and just basically runs Texas Tech stuff um, at uh, was it White House High School or whatever. Um, so it's something we, we should have put two and two together. But yeah, um, but in, in fairness, Travis Kelsey plays tight end not as much as he plays receiver sometimes. You know? Yeah, I mean that that's kind of an interesting question overall as we define the, the modern tight end, right? But there is clearly a, a special chemistry between them um, and. You know, it, it 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 shows up in these moments, and it, there is something about just the the uh, the count on it kind of thing with Travis. I mean, I know, look, Hill is is unbelievable, um, but I, I think we can see hit and miss with with uh, Tyreek and and Patrick sometimes in ways that we don't really see with uh, with Patrick and and um, Travis. Well, let me just say it's always the the goal of all of us to have a an answer become better than the question. And uh, <laughs> um, you you get you get you get fortunate that way. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. So, Andrew Leifer agrees with us on the last drive. Chiefs' identity for the entire game was passing. I just think they need to stick to their guns aggressively. Listen, if there's an incomplete pass there, then you know you've given essentially given the the, the Panthers a, a timeout. So I, I guess that's that's the downside, as we all know. So, um, well, what else? You know, as I always do, I'm grading the Chiefs, and the only the only good grade they got from me today was in the passing game. Everything else was average to below average. So, Herbie, what what? Um, it's just, how, how do we reconcile that? I mean, this is a why would the Chiefs have given up 430 total yards and you know 38 minutes of possession time? 38 minutes of possession time to a team that came in here three and five and you know and and again playing with a first year coaching staff. But it goes back to what we were mentioning earlier in the show. This is a completely different team with McCaffrey, and I think the Chiefs showed the level of respect they had for number 22. When you assign a defensive player to shadow an offensive player, that's respect. That That's telling the other team, we know that you're capable of hurting us, so we're going to put one guy on you, kind of like the boxing one. you know. And then the, the, Daniel Sorensen, even though um 22 did rack up 151 total yards in the touchdown, Sorensen did a pretty good job there limiting the damage. All right, are we um... – Where's the uh, where's the concern meter for Harrison Butker? <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't get the special teams guru this week. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, hey, six six missed uh, extra points this year. You know, he entered this season what a career average of ninety three, something like that. He's he's in the seventies now. You you got to be concerned. Um, another missed field goal. I, I know the conditions on the field today were. The wind was all over the place. I mean, you saw the the field goal. Vahi and I were laughing about it in the press box. The Panthers kickoff went like this, and then the wind got a hold of it, and then it, was, it went that way. I know it was windy down there, but man, you got to be a little concerned here. It's, it's an interesting question. It's like the home run hitter, you know, who's going to hit fifty two homers or something, and and then he's but he's he's whiffing a lot, not knocking in the runs you need him to knock in. I, I. I mean, when he can hit those long-range balls, that's that's a that's the kind of thing not every team has. But on the other hand, you got to have the 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 DNA of 
of of knowing you've got an extra point being made every time you kick a score a touchdown. Herbie, we didn't we didn't uh, get to this, but who ended up on the injury list today? Oh man, Taco Charlton fractured leg. Uh, Rashad Fenton with an ankle injury. Mike Remmers left the game shortly with a rib injury, but he did return. And uh, Antonio Hamilton has a hamstring injury. You're probably not going to see Taco Charlton with a fractured leg uh, or a fractured bone in his leg. But the, the good news is they got the bye week next week. So all these hamstring injuries, these soft tissue injuries, you got an extra week to heal. Hopefully, you know, with Mitchell Schwartz not playing, maybe the, that was by design. You know, you knew the bye week was coming. We knew Sammy Watkins returned to practice this past week in a limited fashion, which means he's getting closer to returning. Not having him play today and give him the bye week as well, you think they're probably going to come out of that bye week healthy. Jarius Sneed probably is going to be back as well. Another thing that came out of the postgame was uh, Frank Clark, the, the last player that we talked to today, said uh, second to half of the season, which, of course, to the Chiefs is uh, post-bye uh, week, look for uh, Chris Jones to be playing more outside. So uh, uh, less inside, more outside. So um, uh, I thought that was interesting as well. They're probably going to need that too because with Alex Okafor on injured reserve and now Taco Trotton injured, you are going to need that versatility. Thankfully, you got uh, Tershawn Wharton. You see that one pass rush when he burst through the middle of there? I was like, holy smokes. And then I know, like, we were like, how in the world did this guy go undrafted? You know, we're at that point now where Tershawn Wharton, we're asking, how did this guy go undrafted? He had a hell of a season. Melly, I didn't, uh, didn't get to what you wrote about. Um, what's uh, big picture? Yeah, the the um, the sort of at the gun, the instant column was just about how this team just survives. Uh, it's kind of something that we've talked about that we a lot of us have written about before. Just that they've got, it's like they've got all the answers to the test already. And so, um, like Blair, I just I think it's really interesting that you just mentioned this. That the the only thing that you gave them a a good grade on was the passing game, and that's all they needed. You know, that's all they needed to to win a game and you know, sort of along those lines of uh, the other thing that I haven't sent it in yet, but it's going to be, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. And, and I, I understand that I'm watching all of his snaps three times at least. And I'm not, you know, I'm watching Russell Wilson mostly on highlights. I, so I get that part of it, but Russell Wilson turned the ball over four times today in a loss. Patrick Mahomes has turned it over once all season, right? Um, he's on pace for 4,777 yards. Um, 40, shoot, I had it written down, but I think 45 touchdowns, 46 touchdowns, something like that. And and then obviously like, I guess, two interceptions. So, uh, you know, I mean, how's that not MVP? And I get like Russell Wilson's going to throw for 50 some touchdowns maybe. And he's got a crap defense. And so that goes along with the let Russ cook thing. There's going to be some energy behind him. But Mahomes is putting up numbers that, that people have just never, ever seen. And I, and I liked your line of questioning, uh, which you're, you're asking Kelsey and, and Andy and uh, even Patrick himself, uh, what do you see that's different about him? And I think they all sort of agreed that it's, you know, Mahomes says he's just, he's just that much smarter than he was a couple of years ago. But, you know, Andy reads the, the game, the game's different for him now. Um, it's the, to me, it's the elimination of the mistake. It's not the, the spectacular play. Look, he overthrew Tyreek Hill, right? He had Tyreek Hill in the in the end zone if, uh, for a touchdown in in the. I think it was their second possession when they settled for the long Butker field goal. He had, you know, he Hill had a step on his guy. That was going to be a touchdown, and they miscommunicated. Hill took the blame for that, by the way, in the post game. But 
Um, that you see. What you don't see is you don't see the interception. You don't see the the the, the silly play. The and, and look, the, the Chiefs aren't are in a position often this season for him to have pressure to make a play. They're usually in the lead. Um, you know, he he's defenses are playing in a way that there's a lot more safer passes for him to throw underneath. And every time I see Kelsey, you know, catch a ball, there's nobody, there's hardly anybody around him. I mean, that's just, that speaks to his route running, I think. And um, so anyway, I'm not saying that, uh, I think it's all part of the evolution of this <clears throat> offense. And, and Mahomes is obviously the, the key component to it. Yeah, there's uh there's something going on with him too. Like any, it's not a criticism, right? But in the MVP talk, it would be fair to point out, and I get DK Metcalf, I get what he's doing, but it's it's always fair to point out that Patrick Mahomes is is being coached by Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, and he's got Tyreek Hill and Travis. You know, he, he's in a position, and my dog is very excited about it too. Um, sorry, <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's 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 in a position to succeed, but. What he's doing sort of subtly, Blair, you just mentioned the turnovers, and that's a huge deal, obviously. But he also does a million things, and Andy Reid brought this up, uh, a million things that, that we just can't notice. you know. And and he brought up the Richard Sherman thing. I don't know how many people saw that the interview he did with Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. We were talking about it, it, he had pounced on what he thought was going to be a pick six and like in, in the middle of his – he's already cocked back to throw it. And as he's going forward, he adjusts his target to take Tyreek away from the defense and its completions. And there, there's just – it's next level, you know, if, if you're as talented as Patrick, you're not supposed to be as smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you're as smart, if you're as heady, you know, that, you're not supposed to be able to do the things that he can do physically. And that he has both backed by an outrageous amount of support with with skill position and coaching. It's just – it's it's what we see. That's, that's how you get to, you know, these ridiculous numbers and moments. Uh, Barbara Hedrick uh, says, "Good dog," and uh, <laughs> she is usually. <laughs> um, and Kathy Christensen wanted to know how much of a factor the weather was today, or the wind. I'm sorry, the wind was today, and it, we, we addressed it earlier. But it was absolutely uh, breezy out there. And, and 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 Mahomes was asked about, or was it Tyreek Hill? I forgot who was asked. Maybe it was Kelsey. I can't remember. Was it Tyreek uh, yeah. about deep about deep balls uh, yeah. in, in the wind? But but he said. It's, it's the, the shorter passes were more difficult. What did he mean by that? Anybody have any idea? I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what he means is like on the deep balls, you've got time to, to adjust. And, and this is him talking because Tyreek is next level uh, tracking the ball. Um, he can do it like like few can. Um, but I think his point was it, the longer the ball's in the air, the more time he has to adjust and, and get to where it's going to land. But on the short passes, uh, you know, and sometimes, sometimes they're, they're no look passes. You know, he's got all that, and it's just uh, less time to react, less time to adjust. I think that's what he meant by it. But you, you could see on some of those field goals and kicks and stuff, it, it, it was howling down there. There was one short pass, um, I think it was fourth quarter, from Patrick to Tyreek. It was maybe an eight-yard pass that sailed. I mean, it went like, you know, five feet over Tyreek's head. And after the play, I thought I saw Tyreek pointing at himself and Patrick was pointing at himself like they both messed up. But, Sam, maybe that's one of the very plays that, that he might have been thinking of as he said that. Could have been. You know, you know, Sam, you were you mentioned the, 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 the situation, the circumstance that Patrick Mahomes finds himself in with, with Andy Reid, uh, you know, having, 
having, you know, apprenticed under Alex Smith, I would add to that. And, yeah. you know, with, with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, he may not have better people in those positions in his career than he has right now. Um, and he, he, you know, I, I think he's, you know, he's taking full advantage of that this year. Yeah. Yeah. If, if he ever has better support than he has right now, then I'm dying to see what that looks like. <laughs> I can't wait for that moment, but it, it's also look like um, he's making them all better too. You know, uh, like Andy Reid never won a Super Bowl coaching like normal quarterbacks, you know, and he had a long time to try and do it. And, um, you know, Travis Kelsey wasn't he, he's great on his own. Tyreek Hill great on his own. But, he, you know, Mahomes makes everybody from, you know, from Mark Donovan and Clark Hunt all the way down. Um, he, he's making everybody in that organization better as well, for sure. What about the beat writers that cover him? You know, the columnists and hundred percent. Yeah. 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 If, yeah. The only thing that rivals it from a, a content perspective is 2012, but nobody wants to. <laughs> no. Right, City Hall, Sam. Come on, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I thought uh, th- these are just two, these have been two remarkable weeks for Mahomes. What nine touchdown passes, no interceptions. Yeah. I have the the yards add up to almost um, what uh, 400, 800 yards, right? A little bit under four hundred today. It's it's just it, it's just he's just on an incredible streak right now, and I, I don't even know if you can call it a streak. Uh, and if and it's necessary too when the Chiefs don't run the ball as as you know as effectively as they need to be running the ball. And it's it, crazy it, to bring that up because it was just a few weeks ago you, we watched them put up. All those yards in the Buffalo Bills, and we're all, you know, we were like, oh man, the Chiefs are just going to be running the ball, get 100 yards against uh, the Broncos. And then in the past two games, they ran the ball 20 times last week. They ran the ball 12 times today. And it's like, man, I'm old enough to remember when they were putting up 200 yards rushing, and now it's, it's all Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's, Mahomes took a back seat for two weeks, and we know who the true star of this team is. Yeah. Part of that is because of what they did against Buffalo, though. I mean, we've seen teams defend them a little bit differently these past couple of weeks because of the success they had against Buffalo. Um, but but Blair, to add to this streak that he's on, I mean, he 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 put they ran a play for a touchdown today that that he designed basically. I mean, the the play in motion was one that he screwed around with in practice, convinced Andy Reid that they should run it. They ran it, so. It's just funny to me that we we I, I'm constantly thinking every time we write about this guy, like I don't know what other level he can get to that can prompt us to write something new about him. And now we're learning he's designing plays in practice. <laughs> Quarterback in motion. I just have never never conceived of such a thing. And I guess I didn't understand why he had to go work at the special teams and uh uh, but he did have to get the rules qualification on that to make sure. He yeah, could- well, when he said that, he meant that during those special teams periods, the offense, you know, kind of does its own uh, thing a little bit. And gotcha. so he was kind of he was kind of messing around with stuff there. But that is one important point about it is before he even goes to Danny Reed, he asked Tom Melvin, their tight ends coach, hey, am I even allowed to do this? Is this is this even legal? And, and that kind of speaks to like the, there's that mind meld that we that we talk about a lot, though, between the quarterback and the head coach here. Because, uh, you know, that reminded me of uh, Andy Reid is always trying to push the boundaries as well. And it reminded me of the, what do they call it, Rose Bowl, Ro- Rose Bowl Wright Parade yeah, um, yeah. Of, of trying to figure out, can we still do that? Is this still allowed? And then additionally, 
before every game, except for the Super Bowl, we find out later, um, telling the referees, hey, we've got this. It's not a penalty. Don't call it a penalty. <laughs> Here's what's coming. It just, it, it's just a little bit reminiscent of, of Mahomes just doing that, like, mm, can I even do this? You know, because, like, I don't know how many combined years we all have of watching football, but it's more than a couple. And, you know, you'll see quarterbacks go in motion sometimes, like Wildcat, stuff like that. But I've just never seen a quarterback take the snap while in motion. Run. Never seen that. I like I like the idea that Andy now has Patrick watching like the 1917 Rose Bowl <laughs> right. for his own inspiration. By the way, the Penn Quakers played in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I uh, kudos to, to uh, Austin Ryder who had to snap the ball to. I was wondering that. Yeah. How did he know? When, I was kind of wondering when did he know exactly when to snap it. I mean, did, were they aided by the empty stadium so you could hear the call better? I mean, I, I was wondering how did they time up the snap exactly right there. That'd have been the type of question that Sam Mellinger would have zoomed to after the game in, in, in an open locker room. Yeah. <laughs> Seventeen hundred words on that play, baby. <laughs> on his on his part of that play. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it in the Zoom world, though. <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay, um, so let's uh, a couple of thoughts as, as we close it out. A lot of people are, are um, mentioning Alex Smith, who got in the game today and threw a, threw a touchdown pass. How cool is it to see Alex Smith? And and Travis Kelsey was asked about Alex after the game as well, and had a, a nice comment on Alex Smith. Said he wanted to get Alex Smith to a Super Bowl, and was sorry he couldn't. So um, it really great to see. Wow, what what a story, Alex Smith. It's unbelievable. I'm definitely not the first person to say this, but I'd like to amplify it. Like they should name it the Alex Smith Comeback Player of the Year Award. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like the injury that he had. That ESPN did a great. I don't know if it was a thirty for thirty or whatever the documentary was. Um, it was phenomenal. So, okay, it is a it is a bye week for the Chiefs on um, and, and and we nine weeks into the season. Um, they, they need one. And a lot of players are asked about it after the game. And uh, uh, will there, usually it's a time for them to get out of town, those that live outside of town. I don't know how much of that will be happening. But, um, you know, here's hoping that they can stay COVID-free. Chiefs have been fairly fortunate in that department, even with the, the scare this week with Chris Jones and trainer Rick Burkholter. But um, uh, Chris Jones, of course, played today. And uh, um uh, next time that uh, we see the Chiefs on the field, it'll be in two weeks on a Sunday night against the the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. So we'll leave it here and we'll bid farewell to Vahe Gregorian, Sam McDowell, Sam Mellinger, Herbie Teope, and thank our producer, Beth Welsh, who does such a great job putting the show together. And we will talk to you guys again soon. Thanks a lot. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to the A-team, Sam McDowell, Sam Mellinger, Bahe Gregorian, and Herbie Teopi for stopping by and talking Chiefs. Links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we got another deal for you, especially for those who want to deep dive into the Stars' terrific Chiefs coverage. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. How do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. Do you want more than just sports coverage? I know I do. Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. 
sports news features, commentary, analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And I know that's a lot of dots and dashes. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, you send me an email, bkirkhoff at kcstar.com, and I'll get you to the right place. So whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode.